Well, hello and welcome to the Crossroads Forum, a new podcast produced by the Build Indiana Council team to discuss all things roads and bridges in Indiana. This is Brian Gould, the BIC Executive Director. Each episode, you will hear us cover important issues and trends shaping the industry. Today, I'm joined by Lori Maudlin of Appian and a member of our Government Affairs team, uh, who is on the ground with me at the State House advocating for policies and funding to keep our state's transportation network the backbone of the crossroads of America, continuing to move forward. It's certainly been a very interesting legislative session so far. We're only at the halfway point. This is a short session, so we've got uh, about five or six weeks to go uh, before signee die on March 14th. I would not be surprised at all if they do end a few days earlier than that. Um, but Lori, let's go ahead and kick things off uh, with this episode. I, I guess to kind of describe where things are at for building the Indiana Council this session, it's relatively quiet on the road funding front. We've got uh, about 100 bills or so on our tracking list. There's probably, I would say, maybe five to six of those that we're watching a little more closely than other bills. But again, relatively quiet for us this session. So let's talk about uh, some of the headline issues that are out there. I think the things that our members are seeing in the media that that we knew were going to be out there before that may not have a direct impact on road funding, but nonetheless, you know, those big important issues that both House and Senate are keeping a close eye on. First one, tax cuts. We heard quite a bit about that uh, leading up to session. uh, Really positive revenue forecast for the state. And we knew that there was going to be a push from House Republicans to look at some significant tax cuts. So business, personal property tax, income tax cuts local income tax. The House Republicans were really looking at quite a few significant things, and, and one that in particular that we were keeping a close eye on was, was sales tax on, on gas. So do you want to talk a little bit about that, Lori, and just kind of what we were watching, what our concerns were, and kind of where things are at now? Absolutely. Um, so first, thanks for having me on the podcast. Appreciate that. So for sales tax in particular, uh, now that we have a portion of the sales tax on gasoline going towards the road fund, We always have a closer eye on that than we have in the past. As soon as the House started talking about cutting the sales tax, we got a little nervous and started thinking, okay, is that going to include the gasoline use tax as well as the regular sales tax? We didn't get a clear answer on that for a while, but once bills started coming out, we saw that they were just targeting the main sales tax, which was was fortunate for us. But now all tax uh, conversations are imploding a bit, as you mentioned. (laughs) Senator Holman and specifically said that he was not going to move the business personal property tax unless it uh, did not impact local governments. So that was um, a very early in the session comment right. to make yeah. very definitive, I thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I think I've shared this with several people. If, if I had to come up with just one word to describe what I thought session was going to be, you know, back in December, uh, I, I said disagreement, and, and it, that's been clear on kind of all sides, whether it was Republicans and Democrats, the House or the Senate, or the governor and the General Assembly. Definitely a lot of disagreements on these these bigger issues. Um, we, we've seen uh, the House has taken a much more conservative approach on some of these things. The Senate uh, is, is not quite willing to move on quite a bit of this. And as you mentioned, uh, we've already heard both from the, the chair of appropriations, Senator Misser, and the chair of tax and fiscal, Senator Holdman, who have both said, not this year. You know, we're not going to open the budget. Uh, we're not going to look at these significant tax reductions in, in a non-budget year. So 
it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out in the second half of session. You know, bills are moving from chamber to chamber. Uh, those other big controversial bills out there that have, uh, it looks like right now, they're probably going to start to bog some things down. Employer vaccine mandates, the governor's COVID executive orders, critical race theory is, you know, another one of those big headline issues that's, that's really sucking the air out of the room on anything else uh, that, that most of us care about. So yeah, as of right now, you know, we, we've shared a little bit about business personal property tax. That would have been a benefit for the industry as a whole, but probably doesn't look like it's going anywhere this year. Potentially, we'll see how things play out. So we wanted to dive in a couple of bills that are of, of great interest to Build Indiana Council and our members. Uh, one of the first ones I'd like to talk about, and, and this was an, an issue that we kind of saw coming uh, leading up to session, and that is Senate Bill 348. This is Senator Mishler, Mishler's bill. And basically what he's doing, if, if you recall, at the end of the 2021 session, the General Assembly allocated about $900 million into the Next Level Connections Fund. And those dollars were to be directed towards road and bridge projects around the state. And in the summer of 21, Governor Holcomb announced three significant projects in southern Indiana, uh, which allocated about half of that, that money that was in that fund. Um, the bill, Senate Bill 348, as authored by Senator Mesher, would have pulled back a significant portion of those funds and directed them to projects on Highway 30 and 31 in that co those corridors. Uh, it was uh, heard in Appropriations Committee last week. There was an amendment on the bill that, that was definitely in a positive direction for, uh, for Bick. He did reduce the amount of funds that he was going to pull back from all $900 million. Uh, he cut that down to a third of $300 million. But what's, what was really more concerning for Building Indiana Council was really the policy decision behind this of the General Assembly getting more involved in the process of directing which project should be a priority for NDOT. So we shared those concerns in committee last week. Um, NDOT's chief of staff, Chris Creighton, testified for quite a while on the bill, was asked a lot of questions about prioritization of projects and what has been the holdup on, on the 3031 corridor. It'll be really interesting to see how this plays out in the second half. Going into uh, last Monday, I really felt like this might just be kind of a shot across the bow. Uh, but things are definitely moving, uh, and the bill is progressing quite quickly, actually, and appears to be there's some support over on the House side, too. So this definitely is a conversation that will continue into the second half, uh, and we'll be watching it closely. Given that it is, you know, a very unique situation, that we had almost a billion dollars available last year in the budget year, and there were some really high-level conversations on how those funds should be utilized, what we really want to make sure comes clear out of this conversation and, and where this bill goes is that we do not want the General Assembly starting to get more involved in the process of dictating what projects NDOT should or should not undertake. Uh, we've got to rely on the expertise at NDOT, whether it's through traffic counts, uh, asset management plans, uh, bridge in engineering data that's available. That is what is important where we focus on project selection. So much more to come on that issue. It'll probably be one of our bigger ones we work on throughout the remainder of session. Uh, Lori, do you want to talk a little bit about P3s? We got sure. a couple of bills out there of interest on that issue. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, I was sitting here thinking as Brian was talking, we're seeing a lot of bills on the Senate side this year. Yes. <laughs> uh, very few coming out on the House side that affects us. And that's pretty unusual, actually. Right. So it's we've been really focused on the Senate. Once they you know, cross over, then we'll be focused on the House. But um, just kind of a, a different perspective this year than usual. There's two bills that deal with public-private partnerships. Um, one specific to NDOT and then one that 
is specific to local governments, though it does have an NDOT component as well. So Senate Bill 157 is actually an NDOT bill, and it has some real estate language in there that cleans it up, but um, there's actually just one sentence in there that's really significant, and it extends the sunset that currently exists on public-private partnership authority. So it did expire in 21, and last year they extended that till 2023. And so now NDOT is asking that they extend it until 2031. Um, and so it's, it's moving along. Um, it's over in the House now and don't know of any concerns with it. So it'll be an interesting discussion to have. You know, NDOT's been pretty specific that it's uh, very limited in what they wanna use public-private partnerships for. This is not opening it up for all kinds of new projects. There's a bridge down between Evansville and Henderson, Kentucky that uh, this would allow that to move forward as just well as some other projects that don't use tolls and don't use any kind of alternative financing, but um, are just a little bit different in how they progress. So this bill will allow those to go forward. And the other one is Senate Bill 166, which is a bill by Senator Walker, and it allows local governments to do public-private partnerships on transportation facilities. And it's kind of broad, the transportation facility part of it. It does allow you know, highways, bridges, um, as well as non-road infrastructure as well. But this was amended in uh, committee so that it only applies to the counties that are over 199,000 in population. So there are six counties that it would apply to. And originally it allowed for tolling or availability payments and the tolling portion was struck as well. So it's allowing availability payments and kind of getting at these projects that local governments can't really do within their current budgets. So an, another tool for them to use, certainly. Um, there's some tax exemption language in there as well that NDOT is interested in. So they kind of would like to see that move forward. So it's, it's really good to have this discussion of you know, how do we get projects going both on the state right. and local side yeah. that might not fit in a normal budget category. Right. Yep. Uh, so a couple other issues that are out there we're watching. Um, imminent domain, uh, in particular one bill, Senate Bill 29. Um, I would say, you know, it seems like every session we have uh, a few bills that are out there dealing with property rights, whether it's imminent domain or right-of-way acquisition or, or annexation. A huge increase this year. Um, and, and, I, and I think a lot of that ties back to there's so much more infrastructure work on, on all levels, roads, broadband, utilities, um, there's just a lot more going on statewide. So I think there's a lot more involvement, interest, um, constituents that have concerns. But that definitely, uh, I think, probably caught a few off guard this session. Uh, I think there's probably at least seven or eight bills out there this session. Some are making their way through the, the process. One in particular, Senate Bill 29, is uh, Senator Jim Buck's bill. Did pass out of the Senate, I think, 40 to 7. Uh, so it'll make its way over to the House where they'll take a, a closer look at it again. Initially, some very serious concerns for us and NDOT with this bill. Increased attorney's fees, um, increased uh, what NDOT would have to be required to pay for fair market value on properties they were acquiring. Um, the bill was watered down quite a bit in committee. Uh, I would anticipate there will probably be some additional changes over in the House. They, they didn't look too fairly upon a few eminent domain bills over in the House in the first half. So it looks like that'll probably be something uh, you know, again, to keep an eye on, uh, I, I'm not overly concerned at this moment in the, the current state and version of the bill, but again, one to watch as, as we go over the next four or five weeks here. 
Uh, I also want to talk about work zone camera enforcement. That's a, a big issue for the industry this session has been for a few sessions. Uh, I, I would say we're at the halfway point, already made more progress this year than what we have in most years. Uh, there were two bills, actually three bills introduced this year. Uh, there was Senator John Ford's bill, 179 over on the Senate side. House Roads Chairman Pressel uh, had House Bill 1035. Both bills, uh, I, I think committee hearings went really well. Both bills passed out of their assigned committees. Both bills were reassigned to the fiscal committees. Uh, so. A little bit of a different uh, approach this year than what we've seen in the past. There was some concerning news over on the House side. Once it got to the House Ways and Means Committee, uh, it was pretty clear quickly it wasn't going to advance out of there. Over on the Senate side, though, more encouraging news. It was heard in Senate appropriations last week, passed out of committee 10 to 1 onto the Senate floor where things look very positive. Uh, so, again, that, that'll be another issue. Watch and see how this plays out in the second half. Uh, a lot of support over on the Senate side from this. I think it's something that Senator Ford is kind of right in his wheelhouse. He knows how to deal with these challenging issues. He knows how to deal with it when sometimes the House doesn't necessarily agree with him. Uh, so I think, again, huge step forward this year. Uh, if it doesn't get over the, the finish line by the end of session, again, I think a lot of progress this year. A couple other bills here real quick. Let's talk about Senate Bill 310, Senator Houchin's bill. Yes, this was a really interesting bill. You know, this year we saw a lot of bills looking at the supplemental fee on electric vehicles. And in other states, we've seen a lot of uh, legislatures trying to roll back gas taxes just to provide relief for consumers. Um, Senator Houchin took a good uh, or an unusual approach, I guess. She looked at the general fund dollars that are going to transportation, kept that whole, and rolled back the sales tax that went to the general fund. Um, so... There was no impact to the road fund, and only the general fund would take a hit on that. But we were really pleased that she recognized the importance of the, the road fund going forward. So second half is coming up. Not a lot of huge issues out there for the road and bridge industry right now. But we can definitely use this, I, I wouldn't call it downtime, but maybe a, a little bit quieter than normal time. We can definitely use this to our advantage. Uh, we know we've got some big issues coming up in 2023 with the uh, hopefully working on legislation dealing with sunset of the gas tax. Uh, this will be an opportunity for us to get out, talk to some legislators we typically don't see in the interim, talk about some of our headline issues. You know, there are 15, 20 legislators that were new last year that we didn't really get an opportunity to engage with a lot because of COVID. Uh, so we'll be doing a lot of those meetings talking about what we'll be back here for in 12 months. Also, you know, a couple other bills out there that are kind of leading into bigger conversations for us. There's uh, House Bill 1221, Chairman Soliday's electric vehicle charging station uh, bill this session. Not necessarily a huge issue for us right now, but it is leading into something bigger. So do you want to kind of close us out with that? Sure, thanks. Uh, it's a really interesting bill just because it deals with the technical side of it. It's, you know, Indiana is, is preparing um, a game plan for moving forward in the electric vehicle sector. You know, we've, we're part of the Midwest Compact now, um, and so Representative Soliday's bill puts in place ways that charging stations can actually charge for charging your car, um, just setting up a, a kind of a baseline for moving forward. As Brian said, it doesn't deal with the, the financial side that we are concerned with, but it's a very thoughtful approach as we move forward. And I think it's going to position Indiana pretty well to compete in this whole market. We're all looking at ways to kind of get right. into that market. So yep. this is a good way to do it. Yeah. 
Well, great. I hope this was very insightful for everybody. Uh, like we said, we've still got uh, about five or six weeks to go here. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of disagreements right now. So a lot of big issues up in the air. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how leadership steps up and, and how things play out in the end. I anticipate it'll be pretty quiet start to the second half. Uh, we'll start to see the political gamesmanship and the horse trading going on and, and see where things go. But again, appreciate everyone joining us today. Watch closely for your legislative updates from us every week. This will be a great way for us to keep you updated on current issues at the State House. And if anything does arise where we need membership to get more engaged in the final days of session, we'll be uh, utilizing that resource to get more information out and perhaps calls to action for our membership. So again, thank you, Lori, for joining us today. Uh, and uh, that is all we have for now.